Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. But today it is A Voice of Hope without Troy Peverall. Uh, I'm Chris Sasser and here today with two uh, friends. Uh, one is uh, Susie Peck and Susie has been involved in A Voice of Hope in a lot of different ways. And Susie, uh, maybe we let we kind of let you introduce yourself and talk just a little bit about your involvement in A Voice of Hope. And then you can introduce our, uh, our friend David and what it is that we're going to talk about today. We're really going to be talking about college students, young adults. And David is a voice of hope to those people. So Susie, tell everybody a little bit about you and then throw it to David. So about a year ago, I started working with Troy and Kim um, at Agape Counseling Associates. And I heard about this podcast and I just knew that the Lord was kind of saying, um, you need to go help make the voice louder. And so I think that's what I'm um, doing most of all is just trying to make this voice louder. And um, so today our guest with us is a friend that we've had for a long time as a family. Um, his brother married my niece um, several years ago, but my encounter with David was before that. Um, I mean, our kids got along together, but he was at camp serving and we happened to be there working, my husband and I, and I saw this guy, um, serious about God, super fun, extremely energetic. And, um, I just said, boy, he is going places. Later on, I heard that he had um, started, I believe, a um, Christian ministry for college kids, and he had just graduated himself, and um, I just heard just wonderful things about it. People were growing. People were getting challenged to really take their faith on as their own, and um, David, go from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really, I'm so glad to be here. Um, I do have a passion and heart for young adults. I'm a young adult myself. I met, uh, I guess I met you, Susie, three years ago. Uh, it was uh, in the summer. I'm in my senior year of college or about to enter my senior year of college. That was right after I'd graduated high school. Um, so um, I got to serve at Longview Ranch there. And really, that was what kicked off a lot of my journey in the college and young adult sphere. Um, what Some of what we had at Longview Ranch uh, was um, this dynamic of a bunch of young people who loved Christ and wanted to do ministry with one another. And so how, my, uh, how I kicked off into a lot of that was just wanting to have that in my day-to-day -day life in Greene County, Tennessee. And uh, to my knowledge, it didn't exist. And so uh, I jumped in to help fill that void and start to uh, start to build that community. And so did a Bible study for a year. We kind of grew in that Bible study and um, uh, my heart and passion for the local church grew and uh, how ministry works beautifully as it comes out of that community. Um, and so we launched a young adult ministry two years ago and we just celebrated this past Sunday, uh, two years in that ministry. It's been such a blessing. That's amazing. So David, tell everybody where you are right now, like kind of what the name of your church is. And I would say, you know, we'll, we'll dive into some things specifically about college students and young adults, but, but what do you love the most about kind of college students and young adults right now? So 
your church, where you are, and then what do you love the most? Yeah, well, I'm in Greenville, Tennessee. Uh, I was born and raised here, and uh, I love it to death. My uh, heart just goes out to this community, and so um, to just be able to do that locally has been amazing. My church is First Christian Church. It's also the church that I grew up in, so I get to do ministry alongside men who discipled me, and I am part of the fruit of that and get to just continue to serve and be a part of that uh, piece. Um, one of the things I love in particular about young adults, and I am one myself, um, but there's just this eagerness and excitement for, for what's next um, th- that is just beautiful when I see it work in um, ministry. Um, young adults have such, um, such potential for missional impact. Um, I was not the only one at Longview Ranch who was excited at making an impact on these kids. We had tons of young adults gathered together, and they do every summer who just do an amazing job at pouring into kids. And that's what day-to-day life can look like uh, for young adults, in part just because of their stage in life and what they have on their plate. Uh, And in part, I think, just to kind of that particular age where you're figuring out and learning a lot of stuff, there's an excitement to that. And so I love being a part of that. Okay, so for those of us who are geographically challenged and we know what the state of Tennessee looks like, uh, where in Tennessee exactly is where you are? We're about as far east as you can go. So if okay, you know Tri-Cities gotcha. area, John City, Bristol, Kingsport. Kingsport. We're, yes. Yeah. We east are Tennessee around State that University? Area. Yes. We have a lot of uh, ETSU. Excellent. Very good. Well, I, I know I'm going to learn a lot from this. I, I am a parent of a college student. We literally, our son went back to his sophomore year at Appalachian State yesterday. And so um, I'm kind of in the huh. middle of parenting one of these uh, kids. I have a daughter who is starting her senior year in high school. So she's kind of stepping into this area of life. So, so for those of us who either are parents of, or grandparents of, or aunts or uncles of college students or young adults, tell us like, what do we need to know about what's happening in, in college world today so that we can better kind of help encourage and minister to these kids? Yeah. Well, I can kind of only share uh, from my perspective what I know and what I've seen in Greenville, Tennessee, Um, but I kind of get a broader idea as I've had friends go off to college and things. Um, First of all, I'd just say it's important that you're asking that question. Uh, What do I need to know? Parents should be aware and thinking through that, particularly as you're considering, okay, how how am I going to raise my child up to prepare for that? And what am I going to tell them as they take those steps? Uh, being aware of those things is really, I, I think, just key in that uh, aspect of parenting. Um, colleges are like the world around us, except kind of put in their own communities. Um, there are uh, the great side of things and there are the not so great side of things. And so uh, there are a lot of bad things happening on college campuses that we hear a lot about. Uh, there can be uh, agendas or, or unchristian worldviews that uh, are, are, are fed to children, or there can be um, s- some really great education and things that will help and strengthen and build up. Um, some of this is dependent on the university, and so that's important in a choice, but even within any community, a, a Christian university is going to have bad groups of students that a, a child could be caught up in, um, or it's going to have good ones. So. Um, 
I think we hear and have a general idea of like, okay, what we think of as bad uh, culture on college campuses, whether it be partying or drinking or uh, the sort of sexual perversion that's happening um, these days. Um, but in addition to that, um, there are a lot of Christian organizations doing some great things to build good community um, on campuses. And so there is a both and that I think is happening most places. Yeah, I think that's that's important for, I think, parents to understand. And, and, and uh, I've been around a lot of families who have sent kids to Christian schools thinking, oh, they're going to be protected from all of you know, some of the bad things that you mentioned. And unfortunately, that's just not true. Uh, yeah. And so I think for parents to be aware that no matter where it is that you are sending your child off to sort of the next phase of life and, and particularly a college campus that there's that, like you said, there's good things they can step into and there are bad things that are step that they can step into. So, so what would you say? Cause you know, obviously, you know, you, you only send a child off to their, you know, their, their first year in college once, what would you say to parents who this is their first time doing that obviously you know the hope is you have prepared your child to be ready yeah. for this um but but what if you're sending your kid off for the first time any any thoughts kind of as children step into sorry as young adults step into this first year anything that you'd say to parents well i i guess first thing i'd say i think it's a it's a good thing think about it as a good and joyous thing your child has grown into an adult and that's your uh desire and heart for them uh and so they're going getting to go out and uh, live the, what God's designed them to do. Um, and so think of that as a good and joyous thing. Um, you mentioned train your child up in the way you should go. When he's old, he, he will not part, depart from it. So um, this is also um, where you'll start to see those elements come into play. Uh, and that's hard because you to see holes and, oh, this is somewhere where I should have uh, leaned into. I have yet to find um, the perfect uh, Christian parents um, who have had no holes in their training, raising up of their kids. And so um, recognize that and, and let that just uh, cause you to turn to God in prayer, recognizing, man, I, I can't do this on my own. There's areas where I fail as a parent. Um, Lord, I need you to go and work in the life of, of my child. And then kind of in the, in the short term, thinking about, okay, they're about to go. Um, I would encourage parents, uh, rather than encouraging your children on what not to do um, in college, encourage them toward the right things. Um, so particularly, I mentioned there's good communities on most college campuses. There's ministries that work really hard to get there, to be there present for students. Um, help you help your child consider what may you plug through because um, you aren't going to be there, uh, but they need the family of Christ uh, that they can lean back on. And so um, be encouraging uh, your child toward that. And and I'll kind of um, speak from my own experience and how, how critical what you're talking about is. So I mentioned our son is headed back for a second year in college, but uh, literally like three days into year one, he found his community and it's the, the, the one thing that, yeah. you know, as parents, we were really praying for because we just knew how critical it was. And a lot of people say that the first two weeks of college are some of the, the most important weeks in a person's life, because it will shape their community and shape who they're going to be mm -hmm. around for the next four years, which charts a lot of the rest of at least, you know, their, their young adult years and maybe 
even their life. So our son found a, a great community through a great ministry. And even, you know, a couple of days ago, a bunch of these young adults were at our house, you know, for, for the weekend before they're starting their next year of school. And just to watch that community kind of love on and encourage one another. And really we've been able to watch that the whole year. It has been yeah. very, very critical. And so um, I think you're so right helping them find the community. Well, we got more questions for you, David, um, but we're going to have to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute on A Voice of Hope. Well, hello, and welcome to A Voice of Hope. We love that you're sharing a few minutes with us this morning. A Voice of Hope is a listener-supported nonprofit podcast ministry to encourage a hopeful voice in our listeners. And let's face it, the headlines of today are pretty grim and less than hopeful. Through this ministry, we encourage you to share your stories of hope to inspire others. That's it. That's what we're all about. In an easy, open conversation between our two co-hosts, Chris Sasser and Troy Peverall, along with their guest, we hope to help change the narrative of the world culture through inspiring talks with people just like you. Because we all have a story and we want to encourage yours. So check us out on the web at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. Here you can send us an email, share your story, and find a secure place to give so that we can continue to encourage the voice in others. And one more thing, thanks for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends. This helps us too, and we hope that you found a hopeful message for helpful living. Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser here today, along with Susie Peck and David Bowling, and we're talking about college students, young adults, and, and really kind of helping our kids launch well. Susie, I know you and David had a number of kids who you've already kind of been through this process. So can you remember some things that you guys maybe did to help your kids launch well? And when I look back, my daughter was the traditional, my oldest, she was the traditional one. She went away to school. The strange thing, David was um, in Afghanistan at the time. And so that was a little bit hard. Um, I prayed a ton, just like David, you were saying, um, we just have to pray for our kids that they're, yeah. what we have done in the past will be what they need. A wise lady showed me a video of an uh, eagle leaving the nest for the first time, which really prepared me for my boys to leave the nest because they, one went to Bolivia for the summer and served and then came back and joined the Marine Corps and the other went to camp ministry and right out of high school. And so it was a whirlwind for there for a while. And then our youngest ended up getting married. The thing I could do was pray and cheer them on in whatever they were doing. And, um, just trusting that the groundwork that we had laid early in their life was going to go through the test of time for them and that they were going to be able to take it on as their own, which praise God they have. Yeah, that's awesome. I've heard a number of other people say kind of in this space about how as parents, we have to trust the seeds that we've planted into yeah. the hearts yeah. of our kids and then just pray that those seeds can, can keep growing. And so um, yeah. I do think prayer is kind of one of the most important things that we can do. And just to be clear, so so Susie's husband's name is David, uh, and we're talking to David. So two different people here. Hey, so David, um, you've already talked a little bit about uh, kind of what 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 kind of is happening in college world, but what are some of the real 
positive things that you think you're seeing with some of the students and young adults that you're working with nowadays? Yeah, well, some of the coolest things I mentioned, kind of that excitement and that stage of, of, of learning. Uh, along with that, there's this desire to do something uh, meaningful or impactful uh, with their life. So as you're thinking, man, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I, I'm leaving the nest, as you were kind of mentioning, Ms. Susie, like, where do I fly? What do I do? Um, and so there really is this, there's this longing in most that's like, okay, I, I want to do something meaningful. And so um, if they can get a grasp on, man, that's Christ is what's going to give me purpose. Uh, following God's plan and design for my life is what is going to be most meaningful. It's beautiful to see that play out. Um, other thing I see, um, there's a desire for like, the word of God, like, that's what they want to hear. That's what they want to, to guide them. As I see Christians, uh, younger believers come to faith, um, they recognize, man, that's, that's the authority. They're hearing lots of voices these days. Amazing. We have this voice of hope. There's tons out in the world. Um, but I think the amount of different voices means some of them can be drowned out and the voice of hope can, can seem quiet. Um, so this recognition for the desire for them to hear from the word of God and hear from other believers um, is something I'm saying that's is really significant because uh, that must be their guide. I think that's very true. I, I agree with you. What I'm seeing from um, some ages, this young adult age, is that they are desiring to know what the truth is, that they can, you know, not just what we make it out to be, but what real truth is, and they want to stand on that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll echo that again, kind of just from personal experience. So, so the group of students that was around our dinner table just this past weekend, uh, we had a conversation around kind of uh, where they want to hear what they want to hear from. And it really is, they want to hear from God and the word of God. And then, um, we actually, David, you probably don't know this, but our last couple of episodes have been from a, uh, we, we interviewed a group of high school students or actually kids who are exactly in the target age you're talking about where they just graduated gotcha. high school and they started a ministry, if you will, called The Real Life. And, and it really started from a Bible study that these mm -hmm. students were doing. My daughter, uh, like all the time, it's almost like there are these pop-up Bible studies that are happening there's one, you know, tomorrow afternoon at a park in a local town, not too far from here. And my daughter and a bunch of her friends are going to this afternoon Bible study. And, and none of it is the things yeah. that the adults are organizing that, you know, Bible study happens Tuesday night at seven at the church. You have to be there. It's just this yeah. organic desire for the word of God and that truth in their life that is so beautiful to watch. Now, obviously, those yeah. of us who are, you know, kind of the adults want to fan that flame and come around them and help them do that. But man, I, I totally agree with both of you that there's just something going on in this generation, at least the ones who are spiritually um, hungry in, in kind of the, yeah. the way that, that we see it, that they're just going after it. And it's really, really beautiful to watch. Yeah, so let's go to, to the other side of that coin, um, David. And so what are some things that you feel like you see? college students and young adults really struggling with today. And I think this is where, you know, those of us who are parents and grandparents and just, you know, encouragers around these, these kids, if you will, like, we need to know what's going yeah. on kind of in their heart and what are they struggling with so that we can walk with them. So what do you see when it comes to struggles? Yeah. 
Well, one of the main things that I'd point to that's just kind of a difference from prior generations is um, these young adults have grown up with uh, digital media at their fingertips. And so um, there's most certainly tons of temptations that, that come along with that. Um, and I'm not just talking about the temptations that we're pretty hyper aware of, um, such as like the like pornography that we're seeing uh, young people get involved with, um, or, or become addicted to. Um, but I'm just talking about having this life that's very attached to that screen or uh, that that would be something that um, would draw their time and attention in, in, in just some unhealthy ways. And so it's very easy for young adults, uh, college young adults to kind of become complacent. I feel like I'm seeing, um, I, I'm seeing more of that. Um, so that's something just to be aware of. Um, and I'd say it's particularly noteworthy for this generation. Uh, I, I continually see it and hear it. Um, that's one of the biggest hiccups or hindrances toward young adults leaning into that desire for, for God's word. Um, there's this uh, draw of, of, of just the world at their fingertips um, that I think we've got to be really careful to speak into as the church as well. Yeah, so many distractions away from yeah. the truth and the hope that they can really step into. Um, and, you know, yeah. if, if we're honest, we as adults are, are just as guilty of that. And so I think it's something for, for all of us to pay attention to, but certainly to pay attention to with them. How, how do you, in your ministry, encourage students away from that? Yeah. Um, well, well, first I say, I'm always encouraging toward accountability. Um, that's why I mentioned like parents who aren't going to be there encourage your kids toward some sort of uh, a ministry. Um, we, we need each other. There's no such thing as a Christian life alone. Uh, we just studied yesterday was when our ministry met. Uh, we studied the second half of Exodus 18, where we see Moses uh, judging Israel alone uh, without teaching other able men to, uh, to carry that work out alongside him. And Jethro's father-in-law said, Moses, this, this isn't good. You need to have these other qualified men by your side to carry its weight and burden with you. Um, and so, so I'm constantly encouraging young adults uh, toward more ways to engage with the body of Christ. And in that, they're going to experience the accountability toward other things of growth. People are going to ask them, are you, are you spending time in God's word? Uh, people are going to ask them, man, what's your, what's your prayer life look like? Um, and so um, that's what I would encourage is just, just a number one is they're kind of taking those steps because it's very easy for young adults to take that step outside of the nest, but then be like, okay, I'm on my own now. Well, no, this really is when you should be leaning into the body of Christ much, much more. Um, and so that, that's what I encourage young adults toward. Yeah. And it's really almost what they have to do is they have to build a new community. They, they've had some yeah. sort of community around them, either in their home or at their home church, or maybe even kind of a, another ministry as they've grown up through kind of their middle school and high school years. And now they got to go build it for themselves. It's yeah. been built for them for a long time, and now they have to go build it for themselves. And so uh, that is so critical. Okay. So one more kind of quick question before we, we finish up today. And it, it's really around another thing that I know that a lot of teenagers, young adults, college students are struggling with and would love kind of your input on it. It's just, just this, all the anxiety 
and uh, and the stress that they feel. Do do you see that in the college students and young adults that you deal with? And what are some ways that that you're encouraging them um, to allow Jesus to speak to that? Yeah, that's most certainly something uh, very prevalent today. And I think it's not totally detached to what we the conversation we were just having uh, in the number of of, of different distractions. Um, I was just having a conversation with a young adult the other day uh, who this has just been a continued struggle and uh, issue for them. And it actually can be for me as well. Um, what I typically encourage toward, um, and, and I think the Bible points to, is that w- when we are anxious and, and worried over all the pieces of life, uh, it's kind of exposing, at least for me, It's exposing a lack of trust in Christ and the promises he gives. And so I think it's why Jesus said this, John 14, why why do you worry? Believe in God, believe in me also. Or uh, when he's talking about like God provides for uh, the fields, he provides for the birds who fly around in in Matthew uh, chapter six. Um, As Jesus is saying over those things, he says, Oh, you of little faith. And what he's pointing toward is you, you aren't trusting in me as provider. Um, and so we've got all these messages, these voices um, that uh, are, are discouraging and um, can bring anxiety. There's a lot uh, in this world that is broken and messed up. Uh, but ultimately, for, for me, it comes down to I am not having faith in the God who has redeemed me in Jesus Christ and will care for me. He will bring his work to completion for the day of Jesus Christ. And so those are the promises that I need to uh, hang on to. And I encourage other young adults, man, grasp these promises and trust in them. Preach them to yourself. Meditate on them daily. I think that's I think great. That's and that's, that's a good word, not just for college students. That's a good word for all of us. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, David, thank you for the ministry that you're doing. We're going to continue this conversation um, next time on A Voice of Hope, we're going to talk about how we can help college students and young adults really make their faith their own and what are some other questions that they are asking. But we are super thankful for you. And Susie, thanks for, for joining and, and making the connection uh, with David. If you want more information, you can go to uh, avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. And uh, we will talk to you again next time on A Voice of Hope.